Welcome to the Authority of Love. I'm Greg Williams, and I'm excited for my beautiful wife, Amy, to join me for this week-long interview with the True Kingdom Worship Prophetic Prayer Line. They, stay, they, they come back in the relationship, and they go out, or they stay in it for a while, and this is where you get broken relationships and relationships of anger and abuse and rage and control and manipulation because it's rooted in the world's idea of love, which is not really love at all. And then when one person decides to move on, the other one is trying to do it in God's way. And I'm going to assume with your question, that's what you do. But we also have to remember that God's love lets go of anything that's not walking in his truth. It allows them to, to reap the consequences of what they sown. Think of the disciples in John chapter 6 that left. It was a hard saying, and they no longer followed him. Think of the rich young ruler that Jesus said, he agapeo, he sacrificially loved him, preferring God above the young man and his money, literally, his wealth. So God, Christ told him the truth. That's the kind of love we have to be rooted in, or we're going to get caught up in the fleshly, emotional side of love and have a very difficult time. So if you find someone, even though your emotions are very heavy, even though you may have been sexually involved and the hormones have bonded you, if you really desire to walk with the Lord, as Amy expressed earlier, you've got to go back and do this according to God's way. And if they're not doing that, then you have to recognize, kind of in line with the question there, earlier question, should we continue in the relationship if there's not this, these kind of things being shown? And my answer is no. You need to remember the first and greatest command is worship God alone and love him with all you are. What you're seeing in that person, first and foremost, is a complete lack of love for God. And if they don't get that, remember, in the Greek, time, order, rank, and priority, if you can't learn to worship God alone and love him with all you are, you're going to have a very difficult time loving others. And that's what we end up with. So even if you're the Christian in the relationship and you're loving according to God's truth, but you see the other person not doing that, likely the greatest thing you're going to have to do is just let them go and trust the, the Lord to work in their decisions, in their immaturity, in their consequences to draw them to the Lord, or they have the freedom to rebel completely if they want to. But you've got to turn them over to the Lord if, if they're continuing to act like that. Amen. That's very good. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Amy's still with us for a few more minutes. Uh, uh, yeah, I've got one for Amy. Amy, if you can hear me, Amy, thank you so much for joining us. Um, <laughs> this question is, um, it's uh, what uh I think I, I sent this one to you earlier. What do you do when you are, and, and this is, you know, a person who thinks they're right. If you're right, you're saying you're in a couple relationship, and, um, you know, you're right, maybe right by the word, right by what you how you see it, and the other is wrong, and let's say you're married in this situation, and and the other won't change their way. What do you do? when you feel like, all right, this is the right way to do this, and the other person feels like this is the wrong way, <laughs> and they're, yeah. they're built on that. Can you all hear me? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Let, let, let's clarify that a little bit for. Are okay. you talking about a, a couple that is married or that is yeah. dating? Let's married. Let's go married. Since we've done some dating, so let's go okay. with marriage. Okay. So they're married, and um, and they just have two different opinions or two different points of views, and one feels strong about their way, and the other feels strong other you know about their way. What do you do uh, when you're the person that maybe feels like you're you're right? I'll pause there. And either one of you can okay. answer that. Oh. So. Okay. Yeah, I uh, we'll go ahead and say what you were Okay, let, let me share one thing, and then Amy can piggyback on this. Uh, what I found in that case, Brother Byron, and it's all too common, unfortunately, is think about all the stuff we've been talking about over the last two months, the eight or eight times together, I think it is now. Um, think about all the stuff about how we have misused and abused what we've called love that's not really love. And if that's true, and, and I and I 100% believe it is according to God's word, and everyone I've ever sat with who's willing to get into God's word acknowledges that, confirms that in their own life, not just in their relationship but in their own life. They've decided to do this their way while calling themselves a Christian. But think about that. When we've done it our way, we're going to reap what we've sown. So what tends to happen is the other person who may also be in that same boat, not really understanding love, what happens is, and this usually happens when the man is the one not fulfilling everything or controlling or lording it over or spending more of his time at the office or church or whatever and not really loving his wife, typically, not always, but typically, stereotypically, I should say. So what happens is the wife's heart, and again, it can be the husband's from time to time, but it's it's probably 80 to 90%, the wife in this one, the wife's heart becomes hardened. And so now what you're trying to get them to do is see what God's love really is while you haven't been doing that for a long time. And over time, they tried like crazy to get you to understand what was missing in the relationship and that you weren't loving them the way Christ loved the church. And so they're over time, and usually it takes 10, 15 years, most of the time, 5, 10, 15 years. And now you're working against all of that mind change and strongholds and hardened heart that's been set up, and you're trying to explain to them, but I know love differently now, and I think it would really bless you and help you. And they go, I don't want to hear all your stuff again. I've heard this too many times. You've come back and said, I'm sorry, please forgive me. But then you continue to do things the same way for the most part. So now the person who seemingly is not willing to listen to that has a hard heart. And the greatest thing you can do is pray for the Holy Spirit to soften their heart. And then they're going to have to be the one to respond. You can't make them soften their heart. Only the Lord can do that. And I'll stop there and see what Amy has to add to that, because whenever I do this, she always adds something great. Well, I would just say that my first thoughts when you asked the question were, you know, is there a compromise? If both of you are, if if, if if one of your opinions is not sinful, and, you know, both of your, both of your opinions line up with God's word, and his desires for your life and your relationship, is there a compromise that you could come to? Um, but then also in our in our relationship, and I don't know how this is going to go over, um, but it's it's very easy for me 
at, well, it's not easy. I have taken the position since the beginning of our marriage that I will submit to Greg as the authority in our relationship of the two of us. Um, it's a little bit easier for us because I was quite a bit younger than Greg was, and he was and still is quite a bit farther along in his spiritual walk. So I trust that he knows and is more in tune with what God wants for us. Um, and even if I think, I can't think of a situation where I, I thought he was completely wrong, but I went along with him anyway. Um, but even in that case, I would trust that I was doing what God wanted me to do in submitting to my husband. Um, and I would just, I would just trust that he would take care of, of things from there. Do you have something else? Well, I just was going to say, I think I wrote about this a little in the book. Uh, Amy came, I think I shared this with you before, but Amy came from a divorced family and I don't care who you are uh, because it breaks God's covenant design and order. Um, Divorce always has a negative impact. That doesn't mean God's grace can't cover it and people can't recover from it because there, it has happened and God is that good and that gracious, okay? But she had trust issues for a long time. We talked about him in, in dating. We talked about him in engagement, a year of engagement. We talked about him early. And it wasn't until about the seventh year of our marriage and about the tenth year of knowing each other that those strongholds really were torn down. It took that long. But then it was about nine more years, if I remember correctly, about 19 years, no, it was about 12 more years, about 19 years in our marriage, which was a little over 12 years ago, she came to me and said, I've always tried to do this, and uh, I think I've done it well, but it's not been easy. But she said, I have seen you over and over again sacrifice for me, for our marriage, and for our family. And so it has become easy, more and more easy for me to choose to submit to you and trust that the Lord is working in and through all of that. And I said, babe, thank you. That's what the Lord commanded and called you to do. I could never make you do that. You had to choose to do that of the Lord. And as she just said, she's done that even reluctantly sometimes early on because of the distrust issues. But as we grew together, which all of us do in marriage, the Lord opened both of our hearts to more and more, to how I could love her more and how she could submit and respect. Both of those are sacrificial in nature, just like our response to Jesus Christ is sacrificial. And if we don't learn to love and serve and give ourselves to him first, we're never really going to be able to do that to another human being. Because we'll always have in the back of our mind somewhere, well, I did this for you, what do I get out of it? And that's where love goes off the rails. And so our love has been blessed because we both chose, not perfectly, but we chose to work in line with God's truth and allow him to work in and through us to do that. I hope that, that both of those answers were helpful. No, that was great. Thank you for sharing, both of you. Um, thank you, Sister Amy. Thank you, Brother Greg. I think uh, those are good words. Um uh, we've got a few more minutes. I want to uh, uh, allow one or two more that are maybe online, and uh, I think I do have one other one that I'm going to text to you, Brother Greg. But, uh, yeah, the phone lines are open. I, um, You know, you you did 
and you may want to talk about this while we wait for a moment if anybody's on there. We talked a little bit just offline. You and I were talking about dealing with uh, James, I believe it's out of James, but dealing with the mind, right, in terms of uh, overcoming um, sin in our thoughts and our minds before it is conceived in our flesh, you know, before it, you know, takes root and dwells in our heart. Um, because we don't often talk about that, I felt like our conversation off, off offline was really a good one because sin, you know, which is, you know, when we when we are tempted, we're drawn away the lust of our heart and then, you know, into sin. So uh, I think one of the questions I asked you offline, I think it would be great for us, for you to just spend a little time on that is um, because Jesus was, Looking at his, he, he, before they would come up, he already knew the content of their heart, and uh, and he knew how to speak to what it, whether it was the Pharisees or the Sadducees, and um, and he knew how to respond to them and ask them questions and say things to them to get to the depth of the heart. And so, as believers, um, I guess if you could talk a little bit about how do we deal with the sins that are late that are that are latent, that are there in our heart. Maybe they haven't been acted upon. Maybe they're just being waiting. The enemy's been waiting to uh, uh, yeah. put pressure on us for those to come out. Uh, let's just, just spend a little bit of time on that. And if anybody has a question, uh, you, know, if he's, you know, just let us know. All right. Stay tuned for Bill Reeser and Encounter. My name is Greg Williams, and again, you're listening to Authority of Love, and God bless in Christ.